So Joe was doing some reading. Turns out if a woman drinks a glass of red wine a day, she increases the chance of a stroke. If a woman drinks a bottle of red wine a day, she might just blow you. Oh, that kind of stroke. <laughs> you know, um, what did the uh, what did the leper say to the prostitute when they were done having sex? What? I'd keep the tip. <laughs> I don't know if I used that before. No. Not not the tip or the prostitute, but, you know. Uh, hey, this is Jacques. Uh, this is depressing. <laughs> and welcome to Carnival Personnel. Um, how was your week, Joe? How, you, you, everything, everything good in your world? I'm fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> so uh, we'll do, you know, get the fat shaming out of the way. I actually, um, last Saturday, it was the first time I did a full 15 rounds on the, uh, the heavy bag at the gym. I'm very happy about that. Great. Paid for it the next couple of days, and I couldn't reach my, you know, couldn't move my arms above, uh, above yeah. sea level. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, you couldn't do the YMCA like no, you always do. No, it's, well, you know that's what champ. It comes on. You got to do it do you, legally. Yeah, I think in the, I don't know if it's nationwide, but I know in the state of Massachusetts. Yes, you have to. Um, and then, uh, then I got skating once a week. Uh, are, were you on? No, because this. If it had to do with athletics, no. When I'm skating, I you, you know my my weekly um, my weekly uh, motivational video that I send to the guys when I'm at the rink by myself. Uh, so I got out there Thursday, but I might have been outdone this week by uh, our, our our good friend All Star Tommy. And I don't know if it's a new rowing machine, but he has a rowing machine at the house. So he took a picture of himself working on the rowing machine, and I think it said something like um, uh, trying to get that college scholarship. <laughs> Oh, deep, deep into the, the comedy that guy went. Impressive taking a selfie on a rowing machine. I mean, like uh, you have to have two hands on the machine. He's that fast. Yeah. I mean, he, he can turn out the light switch and be in bed before the room gets dark, you know? Uh, so, uh, so yeah, shout out to, uh, to a true inspirational leader when it comes to getting ready for the Phoenix tournament. Um, so this week, uh, my littlest guy uh, had a birthday, nine, and what sucks is he's uh, not three, <laughs> not four. I mean, uh, and he's growing up. It's, yeah, that's um, <laughs> and the poor bastard. Like, I'm gonna say six of his birthdays have come at really inconvenient times. Like we were traveling, you know. Um, Flying from here for LA to Qatar or vice versa. Twice now, his brother has been in the hospital. So it's like nobody's forgetting you, little buddy, and nobody's not wanting to have a party. It's just no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he rolls with it and he's great. Uh, he gets it that, you know, as you know, you can only love one at a time, you know, it's like, or none. That's true. Yeah. And, and sometimes they, they're really fighting for last place, aren't they? <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, so, so, uh, that, that's been our week. Um, oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Happy, you know, say it right. Happy birthday. There you go, I was going to say, not happy birthday. Not happy birthday. Anything but happy birthday. Um, so first, last Two years ago. Two years ago, we lost Han Solo. Yeah. And now Chewbacca's health has taken a turn for the worst. Well, we... 
Yeah. Yeah, we also lost Princess Leia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that was... But now, in this week, the last couple days, the guy who played Chewbacca, uh, gone. Yeah, Peter Mayhew. And th- this, this, is, this is one of the many times I'm going to do a Hollywood douchebaggy name-dropping um, story. I'm trying to see if I wrote the date down. But a friend of mine used to, ra- uh, used to run a project called... Um, uh, Hollywood Master Storytellers. To our F and H guys, it was a project started by Steve Dolly. Here's my impression of our good friend Steve Dolly. Yeah, he's the guy who died in 2003. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, so he had this great thing, and it, and it started at the ArcLight, and it ended up moving to Mans. And, and a lot of people have done it since then. It was for writers, directors, producers of note who would come in. Whether it be like a Fast Times at Richmond High and they would have that or um, guy would come in or lady would come in or a couple of people would come in. They had a host talk about, you know, their career and how this project came together and some funny stories. The audience would watch the movie and then, you know, half hour, hour question, answer out. Um, so it was it was, you know, several years back that. Um, the guy who directed Empire Strikes Back was one of the guys, and while you mean the, Irvin Kershner, I cannot never say his last name. But and this is this is the this is one of the coolest things I've got to do. It was at the ArcLight that has a full restaurant in there. Now, part of me, yes, wanted to stay there and watch Empire Strikes Back for my hundredth and seventy second time. I've lost count, but that year, it at least five or six times a year, it's on in the background. Um, and at least once a year, a, a real sit down, don't talk to me, turn the phone off viewing. Candles out, light, and yeah, wines out. <laughs> you know. Are you judging? It sounds no. a little judgy. No, I was actually projecting. Okay. I mean, it's not Back to the Future 3. I get it. Uh, but so when the movie played, you know, the, the, the host and the two people who have put it, you know, who had continued running it, you know, uh, after Steve decided he didn't want to breathe anymore. And the director and, and one of his you know his friends. And we just sat there for like an hour and a half. And it was great. And and he talked at length about Chewbacca and how um you know when when the actor playing Chewbacca had hurt his back, um you can't have production on that level movie stop. And they brought in some other people. Wasn't the same. I mean, the guy's motion and movement and mannerisms, he's not actually talking. So wait, Peter Mayhew Mayhew hurt his back? Right, at one point. And they actually stopped production on Empire Strikes Back and had to wait for him to be So he threw his baka out? Oh, fuck you. Just fuck you, Joe. That's awesome. Fuck you. That is awesome. Like, that is, you know, that's the sense of humor that, you know, I mean, hey, it's not a leper prostitute joke, you know. But I can only tie it. I can't. <laughs> I can't beat that. I, I think you did. By my, I think my joke came in third place in a two-person race just now. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where you know there there are those. Uh, who's the motion caption like artist oh, Andy Circus? Right. It, it's he does he does he gets all the work because he's that good at it you know um i'm quite sure there's other athletic you know gifted parkour gymnast great body people who just cannot do the things that he does so it's um it's all you know 
I never met I've never met Chewbacca, <laughs> uh, but it's always a little a little piece of your you know childhood when you when you know because it's true now. I mean, Han Solo is gone on screen, and Princess Leia and Chewbacca, or and Luke is gone on screen. Yeah. Um, or is he? Or is he? He could force Ghost Man. I, 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 I with Princess Leia, you know, actually actually gone, and uh, and Han Solo not you know being connected to the Force. I, you, you can't have all three of them, mm-hmm. you know, not part of this. Yeah. I, I don't see how, you know, how, how you can. But anyways, um, <clears throat> but I, I, you know, I, I just heard that he died. I mean, it wasn't sad. He was older, I'm guessing. Yeah. What did he have? Did he have like a heart attack or I, I, I forget how he, you know, how he died. I think it was like, I think it was a sudden thing. I don't think it was like cancer or anything, but I could be wrong. So, Although speaking of um, Star Wars characters or actors, that don't get a lot of recognition. I saw, for, I think, for the first time today, a photo from the shoot of Return of the Jedi in between takes of, I think it's the, um, it's the job of the hut uh, lair sequence with the dancers and, and Boba Fett without his helmet on. Oh. Have you seen that? I have not. Guy looks like, uh, I think somebody put it as like a middle-aged gym teacher, but yeah, he, he looks like, Almost like, like Frank Oz, like <laughs> like he's just like a you know white guy bald with like glasses on, like he's wearing glasses without his helmet on, and it's just like, and he's got a mustache and everything. I'm like, oh, that's that's probably reason why those photos never surface. Yeah, and I'm like, that's that's uh not not intimidating, not cool. Yeah, not uh, kind of kills the illusion a little bit. I guess that's what they mean by never meet your heroes. Exactly, out of costume. <laughs> Uh, so there's that. All right. Well, so, rest in peace, Peter Mayhew. Now you, Mayhew, Mayhew, have mm-hmm. to kind of get your shit together and get to see Endgame because the mm-hmm. Russo brothers have officially said, come this Monday, the date of this podcast. And I know everybody's listening to it at twelve oh one when it uh, when it's you know shows up in your um, your feed that uh, that spoilers are okay. Come Monday. Teacher? Come today. Who are the Russo brothers? Oh, they are the people who uh, who directed the. Oh, the director. Yeah. of the uh, yeah, it's a team I, that I you know, so. a brother yeah. team that that did. It. I knew that. Not like the <laughs> brother team that directed the Matrix. That is now a sister. A act. sister. Act. <laughs> Thank you. I was, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm I'm painting the floor and I'm getting close to the corner. And I wasn't sure the 2019 woke. You know, actually, isn't one of them gone? One of them had passed. I thought. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, uh, I think. I, mean, I think that's what happened. Um, but you're right. It's so great. But, but yeah. So, so the. I think they were on like Good Morning America or something like that. Because um, like Chris Evans has uh, has been sending out like videos that he's taken on the set that they had forbade. Like, and there's a couple times where he's gotten busted. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's funny to see all the people in their makeup just standing on. Piles of green and green behind them, and it's just, um, but yeah, he's the the Russo brothers have said, Come Monday, internet spoilers, you go ahead and post it, put it on your Facebook. I can't believe this happened. Can you believe that that happened? Like, all of those, it come, it's fair game. Come, uh, come the listening <clears throat> of this podcast, memes aplenty. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so I gotta do that now. So, all right, gotta go. Hey. You can do the podcast without me, right? You will do the podcast without me, right? We've replaced Joe with a cardboard cutout of 
Nobody cares. Wembley Snickers. Nobody cares. That's not true. Yeah. Every every time you every time you say that, first of all, baby Jesus cries a little bit. I don't know if older Jesus cries, but I know the baby Jesus cries every time you you say those awful things. Yeah. Um. So okay, moving on to the bigger stuff of the week. How glued were you to the bar hearing at the Senate this week? Not very at all. And neither was I. No. Like, I, because I well, honestly, you had knew. a busy week. I was working. I think. But uh, you knew not. You knew nothing was going to come of it. You yeah. knew uh, Democrats were going to lobby unanswerable questions or make them uncomfortable. It was going to be a parade of showboating Democrats trying to admonish the Attorney General, who is essentially the the defense attorney for the president. One hundred percent. And it's so. And the way it always works is it's like. Democrats says, you know, gets there five minutes and a Republican. So, you know, whether it's, you know, Kamala Harris asking legit questions, you know, it, and it turns out that it seems like Barr, and I'm not kidding. I don't know how much you fall, like, because I also knew I was going to hear the summaries. Anything huge, even if you lived under a rock, you were going to hear it. You know, but but a couple interesting things, you know, obviously that, that surfaced. It seems like he didn't read the report. And, I, and I'm not kidding when I say this, because he couldn't answer some basic questions about certain things. But then the next person up be Lindsey Graham, who would sit there and say, well, Mr. Greatest Attorney General in the history of great attorney generals, I apologize that you have to sit here. But while you're here, can you tell me what you're finding out about Hillary Clinton's emails? <laughs> Honestly, it was like – and then – uh, but the biggest news is the night before – uh, it turns out that Robert Mueller the night before the uh, bar he hearing was that the night before Barr's hearing. Uh-huh. So Barr Barr's yep. hearing I think was on Wednesday. Yeah. He he sat with the Senate on Wednesday. Yeah. Was supposed to sit with the the House on uh, Thursday. On Thursday. Uh, fun fact: I don't know if you follow politics that much at all, Joe. Um, the Senate is controlled by the Republicans. Go on. And the House is not controlled by the Republicans, and he would get a lot less friendly welcome at the house mm-hmm. so even though he's been subpoenaed to come to the house not didn't show up okay uh, they did have his name placard there and the desk and the glass of water and everything set up and put a chicken on the desk oh they showed him they really did but getting back to wednesday's hearing on tuesday night uh a letter surfaced that robert Mueller had sent to bar and i'll paraphrase it what the fuck are you doing Bar, you. This is not the report I wrote. That was the second letter that Mueller had sent to Bar because he had sent him a letter prior to the. So the report was filed. From what I understand, this is the timeline. Like the report was filed by Mueller's team to the Attorney General, and then shortly thereafter, the Attorney General received a letter from Robert Mueller stating, "You know, here's here are the the points that we want." We think we should you should hit in the summary, and essentially over the weekend, the uh, attorney general said, "Well, I'm just going to write my own review, and here's my own four page summary." And then there was that letter that came back, like, "What the fuck? This is not what this has, this has nothing to do with the report. Like, this is not this grossly uh, uh, under." Uh, describe, uh, yeah, it does not represent what was filed in the report. And it seems like Mulder did not say we found no collusion and we found no obstruction. He said, my job 
is to lay out the evidence and to show you everything we found. And you can choose as attorney general to say, um, I don't, I don't think it rises to the level of obstruction, but don't say, I don't think it rises to the level. Mueller does Mueller. Yeah. And the fact that, again, we've beaten this dead horse, and there's no reason to beat a dead horse, other than it's pretty funny. Ever beat a dead horse? It's- In every race I get. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, um, they, they, the fact that you know he has the job solely because you know he went on Fox and Friends and said, under no circumstances can a seating president obstruct justice. He is justice. Um, and so uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how close we are actually going. I, we will never get to the Mueller time that you and I and the 55% of Americans who want to see him dragged out of the White House, you know, and uh, and an orange jumpsuit that matches his skin with his kids and thrown into Guantanamo. That isn't going to happen. But on the other hand, the pendulum is way swung, as you already said it. Barr is not the attorney general. He is the defense attorney, the, the, the personal defense attorney, not even the White House, you know, like lawyer for for the president. Yeah, so the Democrats are calling for Barr to resign. Nancy Pelosi has stated that basically Rob, uh, that William Barr has committed perjury because in prior proceedings he said he um, he lied under oath. Essentially, I think what was it that he did he what, he was asked if he was aware of the nature of the Mueller findings and whether or not he was asked point blank. Does Robert, you know, what does Robert Mueller think of your four-page findings? Does he agree oh, yeah, with did, your summary? Yeah, and he and he said, or or does he? Yeah, right. I don't. I don't know. What, I don't know what he thinks. Yeah, and, and this was after, like you've just said, yeah. two separate letters saying. Well, one letter was saying, "Here's what I would like you to say. This is why we broke down a summary of each chapter in the book, so to speak." Uh-huh. And after he put out the four-page bullshit thing, that's when Mueller came back and said, "Hey, fuck nut." <laughs> Not sure. I'm paraphrasing. Actually, you know, did he hyphenate "fuck" and "nut," or was it was it two words hyphenated, or was it all just one word? I think it's one word. And so that yeah, so he clearly knew that Mueller did not agree with his findings. So when he said in front of the Senate, in front of all the cameras, therefore in front of the world, that no, I have no idea what Bob Mueller can be thinking. So I don't see anything on this rundown about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer outrage. You know why didn't you bring that up at the beginning? Why don't you? What, what, you know, because I want to interrupt this boring political talk that goes absolutely nowhere and only angers the blood. Can, can we talk about Mike Pence coming out making a statement? So, you know, sad news. There was another shooting at another synagogue, um, and no statement from the White House. You know, on another shooting at a synagogue. Uh, a couple days later, because people are saying, hey, how come the White House isn't saying this? But you love Netanyahu and the Jews, but yet the Democrats all hate the Jews, you keep saying. But yet every time there's a synagogue shooting by some white, you know, radicalized Christian, uh, you don't you don't say much. Why is that? So Mike Pence came out and it's all over Twitter. Um, I'm trying to see if, you know, I won't get the exact quote, but uh, but he was saying that. uh that you know, never again, you know, will the American government allow for any kind of religious persecution, and everybody instantly is like, uh, Muslim ban? Oh. Anybody? Muslim ban? You ran an entire campaign 
um, that was a three-part thing. Um, Hillary's emails, build a wall, no Muslims. <laughs> and until they, fi- until they figure out what's going on, Jacques. Uh, you're you're right. You are so convenient to leave out the big part of the Muslim ban, and it's not a Muslim ban. Even though Trump said it was a Muslim ban, that was old Trump. What's WikiLeaks? Never heard of it. No. But but and they, it's not like they went to the Supreme Court three different times to up try to get his Muslim ban upheld. But yet, you know, so just to be clear, they mean uh, no white Christians religious beliefs will be, you know, and, and they can be they can be Baptists. They can be Protestant. Well, there are a lot of black people they in can, the Baptists. So no, that's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would say the Mormons, the Catholics. The and- Mormons, he's not really the Mormons and Mitt Romney and him are, mm. you know. Well, now, now, now Mitt Romney is stepping up. He is the latest in a long line of great Republicans who publicly come out and say, hey, that's an awful thing for you to do and say. But I'm still going to green light and vote everything you want me to. But I'm I'm going to tweet out that I have really hard feelings about these awful things that you just said. But yet I'm going to get in line with everybody else. And yes, there may have another. Um, but I will say, on you know, the last on a fun, fun-ish note, I don't know if you caught uh, Hillary Clinton on Rachel the other night. I actually did. I watched the whole damn thing. Great. Yeah. Well, China, if you're listening... <laughs> Right. I, I, I found that I got the joke. I found it a little weird to kind of put that out there. I can also see how Republicans can take that and use it against her. For what purpose can they use it against her? I don't know. You'll wait and see. But, um, yeah, it was refreshing to see her speak with, not as a political candidate. Well, I'm, I'm not as good as math as you are. Um, how many fucks does she have left to give? <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably none. But I, I'm guessing one or two because she probably does want to do something with the rest of her life. Oh well, she. I mean, she's on a big speaking. Her and her and Bill have hit the road, and they're out speaking engagements in stadiums. I mean, they're you know they're doing. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> everything's fine. But they are. They're they're doing well with that. But there's no reason to hold back at all. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was, you know, and she kept going out of her way. It's like, so if I say I'm jokingly saying, hey, China, and then goes off on the thing, can you maybe find his tax returns? Um, yep. But but anyway, so I, I thought it was interesting. I'm glad. Um, I don't think she's hinting at all that she's getting back into politics. And I, I, I think it would be a very bad idea. I don't know. Honestly, I don't even know anymore. I mean, the, you know, people were like, people are high on Joe Biden, but then it's just like, oh, great, another white man. And these are coming from Democrats. Uh, older white man. Another older white man. It's just like, oh, boy. But, but like I said, it's like. I don't know what to vote for anymore. I'm going to vote for a woman and that's it. Well. Is that but, it? But you look at the, and I, I can't. I, I mean, the HuffPost used to be something that I would glance to almost daily just to see the headlines. But almost every day of the week. You know, depending, you know, the news cycle is never ending. But at one point in the day, you check it two or three times a day. One of the main stories will be a hit piece on a Democrat. And it's like it's not they're going after Joe Biden. Well, today they go after Joe Biden. Uh, yesterday, it's Kamala Harris. Today, it was uh, Mayor Pete that he doesn't really have all the gay votes just because he's gay. And there's some cracks in the, you know, the the unity between. And it's like, really? I mean, I mean, are you, are you trying to? Play both side type Trying thing. to get clicks. 
essentially because they're fucking uh, a publication that thrives on click. But they, I also think they want to be able to say it's like, oh, we're not just we're not the the liberals version of Fox News. We'll attack our people just as hard. It's like fuck, you know. I would very much like a liberal Fox News, please. I mean, you would think they would want to get paid first, and then right. So whatever is what it is. Now, uh huh. You you can edit this out, or you you can put it in there. Did did you read the rundown? Did you did you notice what I what I requested? And yeah, and the, you know that that's, I, a, I don't that's, know. that's a hard pass. It's like what 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 joy does that bring anyone? Like what, well, I mean, it, how many times are we gonna beat this dead horse? As they say. Well, did, did, recently were we not admonished for leaving out a Paul Lynn? Uh, yeah, but we did Paul Lind last week. Did we do Paul Lind doing the Facts of Life? Oh, we did. Yeah, All I right. mean it's kind of. We'll take we, it off this week. Yeah, we're not going to do Paul Lind re, um, reads the Flintstones. Theme. But I do want I do want that uh, that that Peter Peter come back and, and and we have talked about it him doing Paul Lind. And you doing um, Charles Nelson Charles Riley for the whole podcast, <laughs> like just the entire podcast. I don't know if I could do Charles Nelson Riley for a second. I just I'm I don't know. I don't. Know. I I've listened back to my voices and I'm like, oh, that's Joe trying to do a voice. Oh, it's like it sounds. I, I know what I know what I'm going for, but it doesn't come across as yeah. It's kind of lame. Like I'm you're I'm, your hardest critic, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, so. Maybe a wife. But Na- right, yeah. Second hardest crack. Right. Well, I mean, I'm the only one listening besides you, so you know. And I like everything. I know, right? So we're, we're... DC hasn't made a bad movie yet, right? <laughs> yeah. You know? So that this brings us to our guests, our defunct sponsor of the week. Oh, Pet and Sabah. Thank you, Tumaka. Pet and Sabah. We traveled from the swamps of Dagobah. Where are you? <laughs> So, uh, as we're recording this, my beloved, your beloved Boston Bruins are getting ready for Game 5. The series is tied up 2-2. Uh, I will say, it is true, Columbus, Ohio... That place is rocking. They have true fans, and it, it's kind of like uh, San Jose. When when San Jose got an expansion team, you wouldn't think that not only do they fill the stadium every night, they fill it with knowledgeable, passionate, passionate, passionate fans. So I hope the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets are out of the playoffs in the next couple of days, but I will say uh, I, I am impressed with, uh, with the fan base that they have there. Um, I think you know Columbus, Ohio, like has a big football program, but that's pretty much it that I can think of. Uh, yeah, where are the Buckeyes out of? Are they out of uh, Ohio? Ohio? You know, is it, but it's oh, it's Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yeah, yeah. But where is that? Like, I don't even know where that's what city that is. So we're in Boston, uh-huh. 
And I know where Los Angeles is. All right, I'm sorry. A lot, a lot of well, there's New York, Chicago, and then there's in the way. You thought that Cleveland and Columbus were the same thing last week, so <laughs> they're not. No, but they. But anyway, so hopefully, you know, the Bruins get their shit together. They had the best line of all of hockey this year: the Bergeron, Marchand line, and usually Pasternak or, or DeBrusque that you threw in there. Um, they haven't been stymied, but they they, they are not beating the crap out of this A-play seat like I thought. And and as everybody has said, in the Bruins' history, there has never been a mathematical, easier you know, way to the cup. The teams that really give them a problem were all out in the first round. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so if they can get past this, but that is getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, I talk about the Red Sox, but they still suck. I talk about the Celtics, but I, I, I don't care. Hey, the Red Sox swept the A's. Yeah, but then they turned around the very next night, go to Chicago. They have a two-run lead going into the ninth inning. Fun fact, the Red Sox don't have an official closer. And why would you need one? Other than the fact you give up three runs in the bottom of the ninth inning in a game that you were completely in control of, and it's only maybe the tenth time this year that they've lost a game in the eighth or ninth inning because they have no closer. Uh, They have some of the – I mean, their pitching isn't great this year, but on paper – they have probably the second, third best starting pitching in baseball. It's just after the sixth inning, you know, because it's not back in the 80s where pitchers would play a whole fucking game. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Some Somebody on Twitter posted out today. It's like, hey, here's a great picture of Ty Cobb with his setup guy, his middle reliever, and the team's closer. <laughs> Yeah, it's him. It's, you know, right. I, I think the guy won like 817 games and he uh, had a complete game in uh, 816 of them. You know, uh, uh, one of them, he was too drunk to come out. I know yeah. that's Babe Ruth. I don't oh, yeah, know. Right. But, we, but the big things this week, uh, Patriots draft, um, solid, solid B, B plus. Even people who are like, um, you know, Belichick doesn't draft well. They, they took a wide receiver with the first draft pick, which was shocking. Um, interesting. They didn't take a tight end mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they traded one of their tight ends this week. And everyone's like, it's a copycat league. Eight of the first hundred players in the draft were, were tight ends. And not only did we not take, we had four or five picks in the first hundred and we didn't take a tight end at all, but yet eight of them went off the board and everyone's like, Oh, Bill's changing it up. Like, like it's it's not going to be okay. We're not going to replace Rob Gronkowski. You can't replace Rob Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. So we we were running an offense a certain way based on this element. We're not going to try to replace that element. You can't. So it's going to be interesting. But everybody gave him a solid B. But more importantly, your friend Thomas uh, um, Brady was on Kimmel this week or well, last week. Yeah, it was yesterday as of this recording. And your thoughts? Funny, handsome. <laughs> Devastatingly handsome. And um, not too cultish. Not not, not even a little bit. No. Yeah. No. You know, he was funny. I did like the part where um, Jimmy was kind of admonishing him for not, not admonishing him, but like kind of giving him shit for like not uh, wanting to win. Always winning or not being satisfied. Well, he, yeah, and, or, he, or, and and not taking he, he he basically laid out that he wasn't the highest paid player in any NFL, and he should be. He's like, you've never been the highest paid quarterback. You're not even in the top twenty. Yeah, you know, paid quarter. I mean, 
He's he's of the thirty-two starting quarterbacks, he's about twelve, eleven, twelve, and and you got to think a third of the quarterbacks in the league are in their rookie salary cap thing, so they can't even be paid that much. So yeah. when when you look at you know these people, uh, he had a great answer. Yeah, he said, "Well, I, you know, the money that would go to me." Would be, uh, you know, we have a salary cap, and so that money wouldn't be able to be spent on other players. And uh, you know, I just, I just want to win. I just, and I want to win, damn it! And he slammed the table, and, and then, he gave me a little erection. And then, no, um, what then? You tell wife. me. Oh, uh, well, oh yeah, bye, right? And uh, yeah, and my wife makes a good living too. My wife makes a lot of my money. wife makes a lot of money. Yes, <laughs> and it does help. Which is true. I mean, he could be the highest paid quarterback in the league. He would still make about $10 million less than, I think like last year, like the highest paid quarterback might have made like 20 some million, 25, and she cleared like 35 or 40 or something yeah. like that. So, it's good fine. to be Mr. Giselle Bunchin. <laughs> right. So, um, and, 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 and I love people reading into it. It's like, well, that's Tom saying, go out and sign me more players. Like, you know, yeah, maybe it's Tom saying, I like to win. I've never done anything but when I would like my last two or three years to continue that trend. So, mm-hmm. fuck you. And then he kept on winning. Even in that uh, appearance on Kimmel, he kept on winning. And how did he win? Oh, well, uh, Jimmy asked him to uh, see how far he could throw a football. And Guillermo said, no, 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 we can't do it in the studio because you could hit the lights and you could hit somebody. So he goes, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, maybe we should go out outside. So Guillermo... Jimmy, a football, and Tom Brady leave the studio and get into a cab. After they th- they think about, well, can we try to knock down the column of the uh, front of the, the studio or the building? And they said, no, it could cause damage. It could kill somebody. And he goes, okay, you're right, you're right. But let's, uh, let's, let, I know a place. So then he gets the, ad- he gives the address of a place. Liberace Drive. It was like 233 Liberace Drive. In Los Angeles, we all know where that is. So he pulls up to a house and he goes, Jimmy says to Tom, holding a football in somebody's driveway, uh, can you think he could hit that window? And Tom says, sure. And he throws the ball and he, you know, smashes the window and out comes the owner, livid. Hey! And then who is it? I thought it was Matt Damon. I thought his first name was Matt. Right. And it turned out it's not Matt Damon. Well, he introduced himself to Tom Brady as Matt Damon. And then um, Tom, when he was ready to leave, said, well, it was nice meeting you, Pat. (laughs) Um, And I love the fact that uh, Pat Damon was wearing a We Bought a Farm t-shirt. Wrong. He We Bought a Zoo. We Bought a Zoo. That's what I mean. We Bought a Zoo. And I can't tell you how many times I've loved that, that... you know, Kimmel has admonished that movie, and when he hosted the Oscar, when he hosted the Oscar, it, 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 there was a different director talking about somebody else's work and, and picking apart a movie. It's like this is why I love his work so much, or this is why I love her work so much. And this movie, and they go through, you know, and, and it's the person talking, sitting in a theater by themselves watching that movie and talking about how much they love it and what's so great. And when Kimmel did it, he did We Bought a Farm. And he's we like, bought a zoo. We bought a zoo. You don't buy farms and movies. You buy zoos. Uh, and I forget what movie he had passed on in order to do We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> right. It was something great. Like Titanic or whatever. Yeah. Like the movie that you made. Yeah. And it's uh, – so I love that that Pat Damon had – but then uh, can you take can you take a, 
a picture with me, you know? Oh, yes. And he hands him his phone. Right. He hands, uh, <laughs> he hands Jimmy Kimmel the phone. Matt Damon hands him his phone and to pose for a picture with Tom Brady. And uh, Tom, uh, Jimmy's looking at it. He's like, oh, do you want me to hold it like like this or like like that? And then he just flipping, <laughs> flips it over to another window and breaks that. And, um, yeah, then, then it ends on a sour note. Um, it's it's a lot funnier in the original comedy, not the not way I'm close. telling it. And, and we will not dive back into politics, but it's going to be interesting to find out the Red Sox are scheduled to be at the White House today. Oh, um, a lot of players um, have said nope. I'm going to pa-. most most seem to be willing to go. Uh, the big one is whether Cora goes. Oh yeah, right because of Puerto Rico, the, the Puerto Rican you know manager. Was, well, that was today. It is today because wow. today is Monday, so it's interesting to see if they show up today. On oh Monday. right, I'm thinking third dimensionally because You're fourth dimensionally. I don't know if there's anywhere because they're playing the Orioles. You know this the, the next few days. I don't know if there's any place else they could get McNuggets. They might be forced to. Mm-hmm. You know. I know they. Uh, well, he's bringing the food to them. You know, like they don't have to go to the drive-through. Saving don't. him a step, right? And it's not just McDonald's. I think there's like an assortment of fast food chains that he they have to to uh, choose from. So, did you see when the Baylor women's basketball team dude walked what? there? And I think it was the, was it the head coach that gave like this sort of like weird like grimacey look. Everybody's looking at him like he just said you know something. I was going to think of something repugnant to say. I think but. Don Imus offended those ladies <laughs> less than the than Trump did with the fucking meal that they. What is up his ass? Like what? He's he's. That's what regular wrong? people eat, Joe. What's he wrong? likes it? Right, like that's a state. That is a state dinner to him. Yeah, the state of confusion, <laughs> obesity. Yeah. All but, right. Well, but but it, it will be interesting to see if Cora shows up today, Monday. May 6th, you know, uh, at the White House, you know, if he's not too hungover from Cinco de Mayo, because you know. Yeah. Oh, by the way, before I forget, Jacques, may the 4th be with you. Oh, it is a national holiday. It, it should be a holiday. Let's do a lay with Columbus Day and make May 4th. Right. It, well, you know, we have Cinco de Mayo right before that, but then also. No, it, right, right after. It goes four. All right after. <clears throat> Even even in Espanol, four. Fun fact. Uh-huh. Now in Greece, <laughs> but it's also a free comic book day, the first Saturday of May. So so why are we here? Well, it's Monday. That's right. Why that's we're why. Here. Right. But that Saturday. That Saturday. What, two what days you, ago. What did you get for free comic book day? You know they actually always do these. Um, it's not like you just walk in and get any comic you want. Like the different. Bigger comics will make a special free comic book Batman day. And, and honestly, it's brilliant. It is truly going to the playground, giving the drugs away for free, and see who comes crawling back. Yeah, it's usually the one time a year we go to the comic book store. We have a comic book store right down the street from our house. And uh, yeah, it's like, uh, y- like you said, they have the free comic book day branded uh, issues of uh, all sorts of comics, from like Simpsons comics to Batman to like darker stuff to lighter stuff, and sometimes they're double sided, you know, because it's just like a half a story on one side, and you turn it over, and it's the other half of a of another uh, 
you know, Popeye comic or something. Now, I don't know. If you don't, what are the live kids reading nowadays? Close to a comic book store. If you if you're not like we live maybe two three miles from one. If you don't, or a Newberry com- uh, any place that sells them. If you don't live close to a comic store, you should really think about moving. Yeah, <laughs> that's my that's that that is my thought. Now uh-huh. let's get on to the good stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, some some video game uh, talk. You know, but before we get into it. I'm driving with the 11 year old back and forth to the doctors this week, and I don't know what possessed him to really go into the weeds on. Oh, what game was it? I really should know. I don't think it was Undertale's, but he was going. Maybe it was Undertale's. Just, just in, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna listen, but then after you're done explaining all this. We're going to have a lengthy talk about the evolution of the tight end position inside the organization under the Bill Belichick regime. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, and I will, I will give him credit. His ears did perk up when I explained how in the early mid-2000s, you know, around 2006, 2007, when the Patriots went with the two tight end set, including, you know, a young Rob Gronkowski – and a young Aaron Hernandez. Uh-huh. And how Aaron Hernandez's career ended up. Uh, Swing and a miss. No, they, dude, especially the dark one, my little one. I mean, he was enthralled. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah. we're not killing spree. Football's cooler than I thought. Uh, so, video games. What have you played this week? Nothing. But I'll use this opportunity to talk about what everybody's talking about on the internet this week. The Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer dropped to um, some highs and some lows. So I don't know if you're you're probably not familiar at all with Sonic the Hedgehog, but he was a a video game mascot for the Sega Genesis. Oh. Sega. Uh, You know that that theme, that one one little chime, I think, takes up a quarter of the cartridge, and I'm not kidding. Like, I think they they dropped a level. They were gonna like put in like an extra level and say in in Sonic the Hedgehog, but they wanted to really like sell the branding of Sega, so they used that audio clip of people singing the Sega thing at the beginning. That's real fine story, Joe. Why don't you go play with this ball over here? No. Oh, it See, got away from you. Stop being dumb. <laughs> uh, people like those stories. Okay, but people. I mean, me and others. Okay. But though I, I now know that. Great. I, I now know that. I now know that. So it's the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. It's a live action movie with CG Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, the, the premise of Sonic the Hedgehog, the video game, is that you play as Sonic and you're trying to free uh, animals, wild you know, animals that had been captured by the evil Dr. Robotnik. And... Um, who had been later been named Eggman because of his portly stature. And I think they wanted to veer away from the Russian uh, name of Robotnik. But he, um, you know, he goes around and he has like these, these robot robotic machines that uh, are, you know, being um, controlled by, I don't know, something other. Anyways, you got to free the animals from these fucking machines that Dr. Robotnik made. Uh, in the movie, Dr. Robotnik is called upon by the government because there is this um, this ominous threat from something. I don't know. There's some sort of threat that the government knows about that's impending on Earth. And, um, oh, I, 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 I can't remember what the actual uh, plot is. But 
Dr. Robotnik in this movie is played by Jim Carrey. And um, it's 90s Jim Carrey. It's very, it's like over-the-top character, contained, but over, like slightly over-the-top. And it's, um, it's fun. So that looks fun. What does not look fun is what Sonic the Hedgehog's design looks like. It's a CG Sonic. He comes from another planet, apparently, and he's there to save Earth from this menace. And Sonic is a cartoonish character in the video games, and he has a distinct uh, look with his face, his, uh, his, his legs, and everything like that. Uh, he looks like Sonic in this movie looks like he did like PX90 at some point. So he's got jacked legs. Um, he looks more human than Hedgehog. His eyes are just awful. It, 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 does, it looks like a wrong-looking Sonic. That's why we have wrong-sounding Muppets. That's right. They had a wait-and-see attitude. So the internet went apeshit, kind of. They were like, this is going to be trash. There were actually graphic artists who took stills from the, the trailer and fixed Sonic with the correct design, like how they think Sonic should have looked. Today I read that the director of the movie said, we heard you loud and clear. We're going to fix this. Apparently, Paramount and Sega, Paramount's the studio putting this out, and Sega are they're determined to get it right. And to make it so that the fans, you know, get the Sonic that they deserve, not what some executives who, you know, essentially control the money apparently okayed when this was in production for years. Um, why they waited till now to actually make implement changes is beyond me because there were already kind of teaser poster pictures of this that had come out you know, months ago, and the internet had the same exact reaction. Like, he looks like ass. He does. He looks like a, um, yeah, he, he, he looks wrong. He, he, does, he does not look like the Sonic that we know and love. We don't want to uh, go see a movie with this thing that is calling itself Sonic. And my question to you, and I think the biggest question in everybody's mind. I am still a virgin, yes. Is Sonic, uh, <laughs> is Sonic a solo artist or is Knuckles involved? Oh, I think he's solo. See, because when you start to say how he buffy was, I'm like, dude, stay in your lane, bro. That's kn- Knuckles. Knuckles is the badass. Knuckles yeah. is. I think Tails. I don't know. There's so there's Tails too. Tails is his friend um, who can fly a little bit because their tail. And his here. real his full name, and I'm not, not joking here. Tails' full name is Miles Prower. Get it? Miles Prower. Miles per hour. See, look. I'm like, how would you know? Oh, <laughs> look at the big brain on Brad. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so it's, I think Tails is in the movie too, but he wasn't in the trailer. Or maybe I'm just seeing fan art of Tails that people have put up as fake. I don't know. So, long story short, too late. <laughs> no, I, is um, that Sonic's movie supposed to be coming out in November? Might but get pushed. Hmm? might get pushed. It may. It maybe get pushed, or they're gonna, you know. Uh, go to the uh, the 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 Korean um, animation studios and crack the whip and make them work twenty five hours a day to get it right in time for the November release. The um the the complaint that I saw online it's a still of Sonic sitting in a car and somebody's like, what the fuck? He runs faster than a car. Why is he in a car? You know. And then somebody responded, damn, can't Sonic want to sit down every once in a while? <laughs> So I, uh, yeah, the, the, my my little guy is going to be all over that. But he was, he was, 
and if I can find the video, I'll say, oh, I'm going to post it or I'll send it to you so you can post it on the, on the Carnival Personnel Podcast uh, Facebook page. My oldest, as a Christmas present or birthday present, some present, um, got a Knuckles thing that, you know, it, it, and, and five or six years ago, Sonic wasn't everywhere. Uh, he almost wasn't anywhere, everywhere, but we had to order a Knuckles, you know, plushie for him. Lost his shit. I'll give you a Knuckles sandwich. <laughs> Listen to me. Um, <laughs> it's not, Sonic wasn't the most popular character everywhere. We went to Dubai. And where the Burj Khalifa is, is a big indoor mall there. There's an arcade, 100% Sonic. Like everything in it is Sonic. And honestly, it was a Catholic going to the Vatican. It was like, you know, <laughs> yeah, a Jew Mecca. going to the Wailing Wall, Muslim going to Mecca. You know what I mean? It was lost. It Like they truly... They, they they were a Viking that died in battle, and they are now in Valhalla. <laughs> you know, they they died with complete honor. Wow. Um, no, so so yeah, that's one of those movies. And while I was trying to think, when, while you're talking about this, going back, while I was saying the oldest one was going off on a video game, he was talking about the history of the game Detective Pikachu. And what format it came out on, and 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 how it led to the movies, and it's like, and how fans were upset with this, and it was like, fans aren't upset with Detective Pikachu. He's wrong. Well, that's you know, first of all, even if they were, uh, it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. So let's uh, play a little game called Shut the Fuck Up. <laughs> Let me go over the rules with you really quick. You shut the fuck up now. Let's see if you can get high score. <laughs> Which, by the way, Detective Pikachu comes out. This week, May tenth, yeah. So, so, so you're doing a double feature with uh, with, with, end, with game. end game and stuff. Or yeah, you know? I'm gonna do the old um, the 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 Woburn discount where you you go into like you know buy one ticket and you go into one cinema, but then you sneak into the other cinema. Can you do that anymore? Wait, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. not that I do, or, or would you? <laughs> uh, so, which movie do you pay for? It doesn't. Really, I guess you pay for. Uh, Pikachu, right? Because which, which one do you want to give the support and love? They, to? Right, I think Endgame's got it covered. I think they got enough money. They, they cracked the billion mark. I think uh, on the first day. You know what's impressive about that, and I mean this: the runtime of the movie. I mean, I forget what movie it was a couple years ago, but people were really upset because the director's cut. They when when you bought it digitally or you bought the DVD. You could watch the theatrical release, which was good. It might have been, I don't know if it was Suicide Squad. It might have been Suicide Squad or Batman vs. Superman, where the 20 minutes that they cut out made it. It was Batman v. Superman. It, it was such a better movie because uh, of all the all the questions or all a lot of the things that people didn't like in the movie. They're like, how come all of a sudden this happened? Or who the hell is this person? It's like, well... They spent five minutes explaining that person and the first half hour, but they cut a lot of that out yep. to get it under a certain window so that way it could have eight showings a day in a theater versus six showings or seven showings. And, and where Endgame is over three hours, it's surprising that it was able to... But they showed it probably on seven screens. Yeah, that, that, yeah that's what it is. They just bought more screens. And I just... Um, like the other day, I was going to... You know, maybe take the boys in, in the middle of the day on a weekday, and there was there wasn't a seat. Like the only one there was like 
a couple handicap seats, which we can you know, sadly use right now, mm-hmm. but there wasn't two of them together. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and and it's like, okay, I can sit next to him and have his brother sit a little over there. Um, you've met his brother. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening. All right, well, Jacques leaving the podcast. Finally, I can talk about game shows all day long. We haven't talked about game shows. Do you want to do this? You want to talk? No, about we'll talk. We'll, we'll we'll squeeze in game shows in the TV section. Okay. Uh, so Jacques going over to grab a video game so that I could bore Floor for another minute or two. <laughs> Hi, Floor. How are you? So here we go. We're gonna grab a game off the shelf, and oh, uh, let's see here. It's an R game, like a pirate game. R, <laughs> Joe. Um, it's not. I think I see Road Blasters up there. And is it is it RoboCop? Robo Warrior? Ah, I don't have RoboCop. Oh, maybe I do. Robo Warrior. I don't know what this game's about. All right. What do you want to talk about now? Well, now you got to at least go through the book. Oh, I have to go through Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the NES Library by Pat Contry. And let's see. Robo Maybe Warrior. something you want to play. Uh, 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 Paul, can I get some, uh, some page-turning music? <laughs> Big book of games. Book of games. Yep. From an old system. Yep, yep. That you might have played. All right, that's great. And it's full of games. <laughs> yeah! That is why he won't do two shows a night. All right, Robo Warrior, three and a half stars. Not a shabby uh, rating, as written in this guide. This action title will test the metal of even the hardiest of NES addicts. This top-down side-scrolling maze contest has you guiding Zed the Cyborg through an apocalyptic world called Altiel, using bombs to blow up rocks, blocks, trees, statues, and other obstacles while shooting beams at a barrage of aliens, robotic spiders, mechanical birds, and other nicely drawn and animated enemies. Uh, at the bottom, it says, Forget Batman v. Superman or Aliens vs. Predator. I'm waiting for Robocop vs. Robo Warrior. That's what he says. So three and a half stars. Maybe you are throwing on end. You know, there's yeah. no Burns game for a couple days, so you, I know. Know, you got right. some time. And I got no life to live. Unless, of course, you're going to Endgame. So yeah. if you didn't own this gem, what, what, what do you think you'd be shilling out? I think I could. I think I could fetch ten dollars for it. You're not off. I mean, yeah, right. seen yeah a, it's like nine know, bucks. You know, a few different places all around the nine bucks range. Okay. There's your retirement friend right there. I know yeah. that's a, that's a ticket to Endgame. Well, half of a ticket to Endgame. <laughs> um, okay, so now into TV. What are you watching? I watched the season finale of The Orville. That was nice. Um, you cry? No, that 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 episode, Lasting Impressions, with Scott Grimes as a featured player, that was a, a nicely done episode. It was that was so good the way that they took, you know, it's a Star Trek clone, uh, mostly like a Next Generation clone, but they didn't rehash an old storyline. They basically took a modern thing like uh, an iPhone and the internet and applied it to what the future would look like and how they would interpret the past based on our records of today by cracking an iPhone and you know and it, we, I, we went into it check out lasting impressions on the Orville it's a great show, uh, great episode 
Uh, I watched the season finale. It was fine. It was like a second part of a two-parter. Uh, it was an alternate timeline storyline, and it, you know it, it wrapped up nicely. There's a season three coming, so that's good. There's a season three of Cobra Kai on the way, and I heard that it the episodes of seasons one and two of Cobra Kai are going to be free on YouTube. So Jacques, as soon as the Bruins lose to the Colorado Blue Jackets, you'll be free to watch Cobra Kai on YouTube. Uh, you can't watch things when you're crying. <laughs> you can. You're on the you floor. just gotta. <laughs> you just gotta get the tissues How going. How fucking dare you say that, bro? The drought that we're in. This fucking city hasn't won a championship since February, Joe. Since fucking February. I'm worse than Hitler. <laughs> You both don't smoke. Right. Be like me. <laughs> so what else am I watching? Um, uh, Gosh, I I don't know, but I do know this. What are you going to be watching? I'm looking forward to, A, the reboot of Card Sharks, which is going to be hosted by Joel McHale. And from what I understand, it's going to look like the 70s version, but have some additional, like, twists and uh, new modifications to the game that are different from... The original game that, and I guess like big money, like you could win like, I think six hundred and forty thousand. You win ten grand by the by winning the game, the front game. You get ten thousand dollars of betting money to go to the bonus round, and on each card there are I think seven cards in a row, and you can double your money at each time. So what ten doubled, I think goes to like six hundred or sixty four thousand dollars because it's ten. No, it's more than that. It's like six hundred forty thousand dollars. Yeah, because 10, 20, 40, 80, uh, 160, yeah, something like that. 320. Yeah, 320 and then 60. Yeah, so I guess it is $640,000, something like that. So it's crazy money. It's like what you want on wheel at a zero. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, Change your life. <laughs> so there's that, and that's hosted by Joel McHale. It's coming out on ABC this summer. And then another show that's getting rebooted is, as we all know, Press Your Luck, which apparently is being rehearsed right now with their new host, Elizabeth Banks. You not, it? Not too shabby, yeah. I mean, she's fun. She's a uh, 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 high-caliber actress. I think she had, like, producing roles in a couple... I think she had, like, an, an executive producer role or a producer role on The Gong Show, if I'm not mistaken. And she had appeared on a couple episodes of Gong Show. So she's had her toe in the water of game show production for some time or in the game show world. And, and what networks are these networks or these all, game show networks? All ABC. Wow. It's all These are all ABC primetime. It's their, I guess, what are they calling it? The summer fun lineup. So it's like a Wednesday and then I think a Sunday. Because they got Pyramid, Match Game, Card Sharks, Press Your Luck, To Tell the Truth, I think, is, is still around. They're going to bring back that lie detector show. What was the lie detector show? You don't I, remember this? Oh wait! Oh, with uh, with John Macaroni? No, no. What the hell? Uh, was it was a real lie detector show. You'd be hooked up to a lie detector. Yeah, right. I remember that. Uh, no, I don't think they're bringing that back. But yeah, they they have a ton of game shows. Um, so yeah, there there's that. I'll be looking forward to that, and I think that's going to start airing June twelfth, right around your birthday. If so, I'm not mistaken, around my birthday, around June twelfth. My birthday's June eleventh. Everybody, write that down. Um, send me something. Don't send me that. Be turning 40. You know, it's a big, big 4-0. Uh-huh. 40-10 I'm turning. Uh, fun, fun thing is um, on June 11th, will uh, will the same guy, will the same sports betting guy be on Jeopardy who's still killing it? Probably. Who knows? I mean, he's, um, I didn't watch it, but last week, somebody came pretty close. $8. 
Oh, so he lost. It, it, no, he lost by yeah, eight yeah, the guy. Lo- no, our guy. You know, the no, guy. no, right. There's James Holtower, who's the champion. Or maybe it was, it was either eight or eighteen. And Something it really came down to final jeopardy, and it was like one of those things where he had again, he had like fifty thousand in the bank, and he bets like you know twenty thousand four hundred and six dollars, and had he bet any lower than that, the, yeah, it was awesome. Right. So this guy Adam, who was the runner-up, who goes home with two thousand dollars, he has the unceremonious title of being the highest paid loser or the highest you know having the highest final jeopardy amount and still and losing, still losing yeah. yeah and it was like what it was like a 70 grand or it something was, yeah because because i think the all-time one day thing was seventy-seven thousand. and 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 at the and, and, what, before and, and what's his current james and james is daily total daily total or daily his average is about 70 something it's actually probably going up but i think it's like over almost eighty thousand. i mean and so as of this recording which we don't know how he did today but so as of yesterday he it 21st. was his 21st and it broke a tie for 20 like there was a, one other person who had you know 20 wins in a row some woman he at the same amount of wins, had over a million dollars more than her. Yeah. I mean, he is not just winning. Yeah. He's winning huge amounts daily. Yeah, I mean, he's a monster. I mean, he, this guy is smart, fast, and unafraid to bet the fucking bank. I mean, he, he, it's, a, it's just like it's, a, it's seeing lambs go to the slaughter to watch these other two contestants go up against him. I guess this would be the perfect time for you to go on Jeopardy. Right. It's just like, oh, yeah, well, you know. At least, anyway. Yeah, you, you basically, yeah. I mean, it's and just to see deer in headlights looks on some of these contestants. Yeah, yes or no? You know, you you know, you're a damn late slaughter. Would you go on with a giant foam cowboy hat? <laughs> bring your own podium and paint a mustache on my and and, and call yourself Jared Ferguson. <laughs> It's a funny name. How many people have done that? Like they know they're out, but Alex has to read their answer. Who is Turd Ferguson? You know, there's a real rule that you can't bet uh, sixty nine dollars. Oh, interesting. Ken Jennings actually said, like, he's like for real. Like, you can't bet sixty nine dollars. How many episodes did he win? Forty six, forty nine. So, so James isn't even at the halfway point. No, and he's already made like. Two thirds of the winnings that Ken Jennings had, so yeah, it's a it's amazing. And one of the uh, Final Jeopardy contestants knew she was out and um, didn't know the answer, so she wrote down, "What is congratulations, James?" <laughs> so great. yeah, I mean, it's just. Um, but I think they should be actually when they put these contestants on, instead of having them bring their wardrobe, just put a Washington General shirt on, because <laughs> it is just. Oh my god! And like you pointed out, at one point he's using a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> he's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. <laughs> uh, where's my pants? <laughs> um, and now Sweet Georgia Brown is playing in my head and Wilfrey for the next three days. You know, and like you said, he loses today. He loses the next day. He's coming back in the tournament of champions at one point. Yeah. So <laughs> we ain't seen the last of him. So welcome to the All Jeopardy podcast. I've been here. Um, no, it, it, it is fantastic. What are you watching on the telly? So now and then you trip over something. And well, I'm, you know, I, I have to clean up on here. I'm sorry. <laughs> have that removed. And you... Watch out for the mini fridge. <laughs> Marry me. And so this is why uh, it, it's fun. Like sometimes 
you get overwhelmed and you don't know what the fuck you want to watch between like honestly Amazon, Hulu, you know, Netflix, YouTube and stuff like that, YouPorn, Pornhub, uh Xvideo. Anyways, the um I stumbled upon a movie and I recently watched a rock doc and it's like you might like this. And something comes up called CBGBs. Now, in a perfect world, I probably you probably would have been born early 19 teens we're hitting the vaudeville stage together as a couple of jewish kids working the borscht belt in the mid 30s and go from there if if that would be a perfect lifetime for for you and i on one hand yes yeah, so being persecuted by the rest of america go on why <laughs> why and, but on the other hand there's also that part of me that it's like you know the bands and the scene the, you know, I mean, you know, when I started the band, when I, when Dan and I started the band, Dan had, you know, Dan came from the, um, from the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack kind of walk of life. That was kind of his jam. And I was the CBGBs, you know, loving the, the punk glam stuff, you know, before, you know, before it even breaks. And, but I did. And CBGBs was the hub of this. It, it, it was the epicenter of all things alt rock you know underground music um you know uh, you know the american punk movement and it is it's the birthplace of some of my favorite bands ever like the talking heads and uh the ramones and you, you just go down the list it, it broke all these bands at the same time the big bands of that era um your your iggy pops and stuff like that you know, lived there. You know, the Patty Smith came from there and all that stuff. Um, so there was a rock document. There was a movie based on the owner of that club. Fascinating. And what surprises me that, A, how did I not know uh, there was a movie about CBGBs? In the first, even if it was a shitty movie, you'd think at one point somebody would have said, hey, Chuck, you might want to check this out. And what's really interesting, it, it starred uh, Alan Richmond. Rickman. Rickman, sorry. Headley, a real big actor. Like, so it wasn't this independent passion project by some, you know, film student <laughs> who yeah. who's reliving the glory days of the, you know, the the underground New York scene in 1976. But it was, you know, and um, and you know, and also like, so so his best friend is Dona Logue, and he's, you know, he he currently plays um, oh, what's his? He's on Gotham. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, Bullock. He plays Harvey Bullock on Gotham, but he's also been in a thousand things. So these are, and all, you know, the whole cast is real actors. Johnny Galecki's in the movie. I'm listening on IMDb. Yeah, it's it's really great. And so, and and then of course my favorite thing, as a credits roll, you know, I, I so the movie starts and it says. Most of the stuff in this movie is real and based on real events and real people. You know, a couple of people like, you know, the Glickman you just said, he was um, he was a composite character of a few people who had worked at the club and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but the guy, you know, who, 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 who founded CBGBs and ran it for 30 plus years um, wasn't lost to history. It was nice. Uh, for example, and, and they had all the footage at the end of the movie as the credits are rolling. When the Talking Heads were inducted into the Hall of Fame, they called him up on stage, and they were, and he was there, and, the, and they're like, "We don't exist without him." Not only did he give us a place to play, he fed us. You know, he supported us. He supported the scene. Um, Hilly, the, Hilly Crystal. 
to the detriment of the club. I mean, his daughter, you know, you know, so I, you know, I drew a lot of the stuff I knew a shitload. I didn't know. And it's like his daughter basically took over the club because he didn't want to charge people covers and he just wanted, he wanted to be. I mean, he, he it's like us with the podcast. We don't want to make money. Podcast. It's no, more I, about the, it's love of the art. You know, mo money, mo problems. You know, uh, so it was it was a really good movie. But like again, what really surprised me? How did I not know? Uh, by the way, for, you're reading it now, which I always love. Do you know what CBGB stands for? No. Country, bluegrass, and oh, what is it? Country. Country and blues, bluegrass, and blues. Thank you, country bluegrass. And, that's the bar he wanted to open. Yeah, uh, didn't really work out that way. <laughs> uh, but it was. It was a launching pad of bands like Television and that whole you know punk pop scene, the punk scene. You know, it, the Ramones were again, like I already said, they were like a house band. Blondie, there. Blondie, and there was you know Max's Kansas City was more of a. Um, it's more where the 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 artists hang out and the you know um the the Warhols and the writers and you know and but down in down there uh, at CB's is is this whole legendary scene um lasted thirty plus years I guess like a, a landlord tenant real estate you know debate like you know ended up closing it but you know Hilly at that point was was you know I think seventy or something like that mm. um. Great movie. And again, you know, where you have that level actor in it, it's one of those movies I don't really think would have got a big theatrical release, but I'm surprised I found it by accident. Could not more highly recommend it. Yeah. And uh, the critics were kind of lukewarm about it. it. They get The meta score is 30 out of 17 critic reviews, and it got a 6.6 .6 rating on IMDb from the users. So it's kind of like... If you're into CBGBs in the scene, it's probably more up your alley. If you're not, eh, take it or leave it. But I will probably not check it out. But I, well, I appreciate like that, that it's you know, yeah. If you like that music. It's right. I mean, I remember watching. I saw the Studio 654 uh, yeah. movie with Mike Myers. That was a little, uh, well, maybe the same ilk. But, you know, obviously different time frame and what was fun is a lot of these musicians were in the movie like playing background people yeah and, you know passes by and stuff like that. yeah right so a lot of uh, cool fan service uh, moments that's good i mean but to see you know 20 years later the talking heads bringing him up on stage when they got inducted in the hall of fame it's like it's a nice you know, ending a very george sense. bailey everybody rushing in at the end of the movie type thing it's nice. like did your lifetime of work really amount to something are you going to be remembered you know is he still with us hilly crystal i don't think so okay but but again like i said i mean and especially that lifetime and that life you know right. it's it's like yeah what's yeah but right he he maybe outlived a couple of wwe wrestlers <laughs> by a year or two nobody makes it out of here alive yeah so <clears throat> all right so check it out cbgb on amazon prime um uh, you got a parenting tip of the week I do? I'm asking. Oh, um, Make no. One up. I, uh, what? Um, 20%. Fantastic. 20% of what? <laughs> no, you, that's the tip. Oh, <laughs> just the tip? Yeah. And so my parenting tip is a parenting tip on dealing with your parents. Um, you know, my mother insisted on driving us to the hospital the other day, and she uh, thought the address was on Yaki Way. And I'm like, well, don't forget, Yaki Way doesn't exist anymore. And my mother... What? Right. 
And I explained, well, you know, people didn't think we should, like, honor somebody who was a blatant racist. That's just ridiculous. It's like, uh, the Red Sox were the last team to integrate. He wouldn't even let black people try out for the teams into the 70s. But, okay. Okay. And then she segued into a uh, very Fox Newsy way. That's ridiculous. That's like them making them take down all the statues. Which we've talked about as of recently. Uh-huh. And I, you know, my dad was in the car and you, you know, and you gotta, you gotta parent your parents a little bit. You gotta make them think a little bit more. You gotta, you gotta teach them. Well, then lead the way. And, <laughs> and I, I nicely pointed out, it's like, well, don't forget, they're not American heroes, mom. They were fighting against America. They became their own country. They had their own currency. They did not want to be part of America. So America, they're, yeah, they're part of history, but they're um, they're on the wrong side of history. And they were fighting really hard to keep slavery. So you take a place like Mississippi, that there's more black people than white people in the big cities like Jackson and stuff. And maybe they don't want a big statue of, you know, their oppressor, you know, facing them every day. Well, it's still part of history. I'm like, okay, but you guys have been to Germany. Not a lot of statues of Hitler. They have, they have stuff. They, they, they like the camps. They, you know, you can do tours of the camps. Right. They kept the camps open to do tours. So you remember how horrible this is with the hopes that you never, you know, just, um, put people in cages again <laughs> you know uh, yeah, those who are fail to learn from history are doomed to something about it so but i'm like yeah but they're not statues of a proud hitler yeah it's not you know you don't a sword it, yeah the yeah yeah you don't see a lot of sea heiling hitlers and, and she thought about it although and, he doesn't see did he ever see yeah, I don't, yeah maybe in the mirror he would practice yeah right right you're right um but yeah i mean and she thought about it and she took it all in and you know the maturity level was astonishing. I don't want to talk about it. But I don't want to talk about it. Okay, we won't talk about it. But Yaki Way doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's called Jersey Street. <laughs> so that's uh, that's that's it for me. Great. And uh, you know, I want to thank... Um, not a thank. I want to... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I want to applaud us for uh, getting through... Uh, I think it was two podcasts without mentioning Hitler. But you know... <laughs> That was a long streak, and unfortunately, we broke it. But I think those two episodes of Hitler Free Talk were were gems. We're probably our best. Did we really go two weeks without mentioning Hitler? I think so. I think that yeah, I'll have to check the records. <laughs> yep, two weeks. So Wait, two podcasts because we. Oh, you know what? I think John being here maybe threw us off a little bit. We, maybe yes, that right. Wasn't the yeah, right we time. We to, classed it up. Yes. You know, I, I put on a shirt that wasn't completely ripped. You shower. I mean, it was a big, big, you know, when you have the big guests, you go the extra mile. Yeah, exactly. So now we're back to our old habits again, making podcasts great again. <laughs> That's our motto. So um, I don't know, sideshow this week? Probably not. Probably not. I think, uh, did you enjoy the Blackjack sideshows from last week? I, I learned a lot. Yes, I, I learned that um, that that my lifetime of staying away from tables and and gambling uh, 
probably the best decision yeah. I've ever made. I learned that you could bring a chart of the best blackjack moves to yes! the blackjack table. You can sit there with a the, with the chart that tells you exactly what to it's do. It's kind of like what? Like a multiplication table? Like if you're holding this hand and the dealer's holding that hand and you cross-reference yeah, it, it's It's just like – it almost looks like a periodic table type yeah. thing and with a line – a diagonal line that goes from like uh, you know corner to corner. corner to corner, and it basically, if if you are on this side, you stay. If you're on this side, you hit. Yeah, you yeah. know type thing. And it's not what you have. It's what the dealer. If the dealer has a seventeen and you have a sixteen or something like yeah, that, right. You know exactly. So I, you know, I and gotta... if you don't know, the person has more than you, uh-huh. but you never know what the dealer has. But so it's all yeah. But I, that was shocking. All I know is to take it to the nearest Trump casino because they apparently pay out really well. <laughs> How do you bankrupt a casino? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so that's it. Uh, enjoy your uh, week, everybody. And Jacques, don't forget. Something that you